0: Stop 2. Tower. We're now at the site of the Round Tower, facing the Romanesque archway, with the Black Mill Centre behind us. What better place to start our walking tour, or audio tour of, of Rosgrave, than at its very cradle. That is here in Church Street, Rosgrave, where St Cronin built his first monastery, oh, what, nearly 1,500 years ago uh, now, but the story doesn 't start there, so what I want you to do is, as we stand here in in Church Street and mind the traffic because the monastery is split in two the round towers on one side, as you see, and the gable and the the gable, which is the the west uh, side the west door of the of the church and the high cross on the other it 's still a quite a dangerous place with that with that awful bend uh, on it, and ignore the big building in the middle for for the time being. Look up the hill, look out of town, facing east. About just over a mile outside the town was the place where St. Cronin started his first monastery at Shanross. It was a place that it was away from it. was away from the highway. Because incidentally, we're standing on one of the ancient roads of Ireland here, the Shleadala, one of the five great roads, which is the reason why Ross Grey is, is, is here. Anyway, Cronin founded his monastery out in this little uh, place called Shanross, But people couldn't find him. So he decided he would come onto the highway and build his monastery, which he did. And from this place... Uh, grew the town of Rosscrea uh, in the early times when Cronin's monastery became one of one of the great monasteries of uh, of Ireland. Nothing remains here in Church Street now of the early monasteries. Nothing th- that is in situ, but in the national, uh, in 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 the in the great institutions of the state, in Dublin we have the Book of Dimma, which was a lovely little gospel book that was written here around the year 800. And in the National Museum, we have the Ross Grey brooch, which was fashioned here around the same time. Now, the monastery grew as they were really the proto urban centres uh, at the time. Of the fairs were held here. The great fair of Vela was here, and we have the the famous battle of Roscrea in eight forty five, where the Vikings came and tried to to plunder it, but uh, the Roscreaites weren't uh, were waiting for them, and they shoved them all the way back to all the way back to Limerick. Great story taught about that. Great song sung about it. Still, after all these years, anyway, the town prospered. The monastery grew. You had various. Um, Fights here, battles here, deaths of abbots and so on. And in the in the beginning of the twelfth century, a famous synod called the Synod of Rathbreasail in eleven eleven, where it was decided that the diocese, the monastic churches, would become dioceses, their lands, and poor Roscrea lost out. The O'Carles, who were the patrons of Roscrea, were not strong enough for the O'Briens of Munster, and Roscrea. It was decided that it would not become a diocese, but would become part of the Killedoo Diocese. But the lads that were there, the reps at, at, at the Synod of Rat brazil weren't thought uh, highly enough, because when they came back I'm sure they got a right telling to. And what happened after that then in the 12th century was what you see around you. Rosscrea decided to stake its claim to become a diocese. So they built a cathedral church. The gable remains here. We're standing in, in front of it. The high cross was built. The round tower was built, forming this wonderful plaza I just want you to picture, forget about the, the, the modern buildings that are there now. Think back into the 12th century and think of look, look at the gable. Think of that painted. Think of the doorway painted in various colors and with nothing else around. And you're, st- you're standing on this great square, this ecclesiastical square in the, in the 12th century. In 1152 at the Synod of Kells, Rosgrave was allowed to be a diocese, but only as long as its present bishop remained. And when he died, it reverted back to Killaloo. And then Ross Grey, the cathedral church uh, of St Cronin, the monastic city, uh, turned into a parish in the diocese of Killaloo. Now, this particular gable here, although it's much weathered now, it's uh, they love to build in sandstone because it's a it's a soft uh, soft stone. But it is weathered as you can see um, badly. But it's only of only two five bay Romanesque doorways we have remain, remaining in the country. The other is in Artford, and as you see it there, you see the doorway. Uh, it's in three orders. There's a tangent gable. That is the original gable of the church, was parallel. Uh, to that, it's slightly altered on top and then either side of the doorway you have these two blind arcades again with tangent gables and lovely chevron rolling and so on, but you have to picture it you have to picture it when it was in its heyday, this was the piece de resistance of, of Ross Grey and as I said, when you turn the corner and this hit you, slap in the middle, you know, you said wow, you know, that's something good and beside it, the, the the cross, and the cross incidentally was in situ. So you have the tower to the northwest and the cross to the south of it. And again, picture this, 12th century crosses. The earlier crosses that we have, like the ones in clonmac and Monster Boys and that, were Bible crosses. By the 12th century, they had full-length figures on it of the crucified Christ. And on the other side, as you have here, the figure of the local saint or the bishop. This one, Ross Gray, is unusual in that at the side of each cross, at the bottom of the shaft, there are two figures on either side. And then you can see um, <clears throat> on one shaft as well, a figure of the fall, probably Adam and Eve under the, the apple. And what is most interesting is underneath the arches, you have this interlace. It's a type of, some people describe it as ornate style from a church in Scandinavia, but it's an interlace. But what is most unusual for, or interesting for Ross Gray is, Another thing that was done to establish Roscray's importance was that book that I told you about, the Book of Dimmen, was enshrined about 1140 as well. And the shrine survives in in Trinity. And the same ornamentation that's under the cross is on the open work plaques on the Shrine of the Book of Dima. Now look across at the Round Tower. Go over and have a look at it there. It's a fine one. It lost its cap. There's lots of stories about when it, when it lost its cap. But it was hit by lightning as far back as 1134. And it's my theory that it always had a wooden pagoda type top on it since then. It was lived in in the 19th century by a family called Scullies, whose job it was to hoist the orange flag on the 12th of July every, every year. Uh, it fell again into sort of disrepair, at least the inside uh, uh, of it. There's a most unusual um, figure, if you look at the doorway, all the doorways were above the, the above, above the ground. And if you're old enough, you probably were told going to school that these were built to sort of the monks all ran up the stairs and into it for shelter. I mean, that's buckwash because they're probably, the, the most dangerous place to be in the event of a, of a raid was in the round tower itself because you could be easily smoked out, burned out or whatever. The things, that, why the round towers were built, were built to give glory to God. They were like the great cathedrals of of Europe. They also were were belfries, that was the Irish name for cligheoch. There were ecclesiastical structures, always associated with, with um, monasteries. Our one here in Rossgray has almost a second doorway on the, on the window above, with a most unusual one-masted sailing ship. And it really is ironic that the most landlocked town in Ireland, which Rossgray is, has the oldest pictorial representation of a sailing ship on our round tower. So now we'll move on to the next great part of Rossgray history, its castle complex, and the story continues with the coming of the Anglo-Normans. Retrace your steps back up Castle Street, and when it's safe, cross over to the castle, taking in its fine size and the proportions of its walls and towers as you go.